Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, head of marketing of Finos, and this is the Open Source and Finance Podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Nava Levy, who's the AIML developer advocate for Redis. We talk about artificial intelligence, machine learning, and how it applies to finance, and also how open source can help. It's an entertaining discussion ahead of her talk that's going on at OSFF in July. So sit back and hit the music. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, Head of Marketing for Finos. Hope you're doing well. Today, my guest is Nava Levy. Um, Nava is with Redis, and she's the AIML Developer Advocate there. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, thanks. Hi, I'm very happy to be here. You know, um, Thanks for, uh, for inviting me for this uh, interview. Yes, no, I'm excited to have you here too. And I know that um had to uh, reschedule once and, and I appreciate it. And, and uh, uh, but I've been looking forward to this. Just uh, there's your talk, and I know that you'll get into, you know, AI and ML and, and finance, and we'll, we'll get to the talk in a little bit. But it is, you know, um, it is a new world for me and learning more about AI and, and, and ML, no matter how long I've been around open source and, and, and the little brief area in, um, of time that I've been in financial services, uh, um, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about this um, uh, just because it, it's there's a little bit of alien uh, to, to AI for me and I think to some others as well. So, um, um, but no, uh, uh, very happy to have you here. And, and um, now Nava is going to be... Uh, uh, talking at OSFF um, Open Source and Finance Forum on July 13th, and uh, her talk is the challenge of deploying real-life AI for finance um, and how open source can help. and And we will definitely get to that uh, talk in a little bit. But but first, Nava, I'd, I'd really you know like if if you could just um, talk about yourself um, and 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 talk about your career, what kind of led you to here, led you to Redis. Um, you know, some of your work um, even outside of Redis in, in the open source world, too. Cool. Yes. So, um, so as you said, I am a developer advocate for data science and uh, machine learning operation or MLOps at Redis. And um, I got into tech uh, actually many years ago uh, when I was in uh, IDF, uh, Israeli Defense Forces. And since then, uh, after that, I was very fortunate. Uh, to be dealing with and uh, advocating for transformational technologies like cloud computing and then big data and and also you know AI and machine learning and deep and deep learning and uh, to the domain of AI and machine learning I got uh, I was first introduced uh, towards the end of uh, 2014 uh, I uh, just heard about the term you know deep learning and I suddenly saw that uh, suddenly computers can beat uh, can beat humans in tasks that are human tasks, you know, right, right, right. Natural language processing and image recognition and it seemed mind blowing to me. And uh, so I basically jumped on the plane and went to GTC to uh, Nvidia's GPU tech conference in uh, early 2015. And 
and uh, I wanted to see it for myself, and it was really mind blowing, really amazing. All the all the uh, all the researches that that was shown there that you know uh, deep learning beating SOTA state of the art in terms of accuracy, you know time after time. And since then, basically, I was hooked, you know, on uh, nice. machine learning and AI. That's very cool. Um, and, and so, what what do you do at Redis? Um, you know, as as a uh, developer advocate for AI and ML. Yeah. So so you know, my job is really interesting. I'm, I'm very lucky. Uh, so I get to uh, learn. I get to learn about uh, you know a lot of uh, things, all the cool stuff uh, to interact with users. You know, with data scientists, machine learning engineers, to go to conference, go to talk conference write, uh, you know, technical articles, thought leadership articles, uh, blog posts, tutorials. Um, I get to feed, you know, input back to the, you know, product strategy, product roadmap based on what, what I learned, you know, from the field. Uh, so it's really, really exciting. And uh, um, it's so nice to see, you know, all the innovation and all, all the use cases every time I see uh, some new use case of somebody using Redis in a different way that we didn't even think, you know, we didn't think that that could be applicable, uh, you know, for vector similarity search, this use case, or for online feature store, that use case. So it's really, it's really great. And um, that's it. Okay, cool. And and so, so let's, let's kind of get into your talk for a second. Um, and I, uh... Maybe, maybe one more thing is that, oh, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, just uh, one more thing that Redis, you know, is all about, is all about real time, right? So my talk is, is the challenges of deploying real time uh, AI ML. So it's use cases like fraud detection and uh, recommendation uh, that's really needed to, believe, to be delivered instantly in a fraction of a second. And uh, usually it's measured in milliseconds. So that's that's what we are. We are, uh, you know, very very popular uh, open source, uh, real time uh, database. And uh, and more recently, we are also used a lot in uh, machine learning and AI uh, use cases. Cool. And and so maybe even before we get into the talk, can can we go back a little bit? And is if if AI is I mean, it's relatively new compared to some of technologies that are out there. But in financial services, um, you know, can you can you give some examples of of maybe how um, you know AI and, and machine learning are is is being used in financial services that that maybe um, you know, like an, an a general end user customer from you know that is a banking customer would not necessarily know that's being done behind the scenes. Okay, so um, every every transaction that uh, that uh, a, a customer you know does an e-commerce transaction or a credit card transaction, there is usually today a fraud detection algorithm, you know, in the background that wants that uh, verifies that this is not a, f a fraud, you know, that it's a legit transaction, and uh, you wouldn't know it's behind the scene. Because it's real time, then the, and it's done in a split second. You won't notice any delay. And if you did, then this company has a problem with you know deploying real time AI. And uh, so that's that's and and it has to be very accurate because if it's not accurate, then money is lost. Uh, uh, on the one hand, on the other hand, it could be that you know it's a false positive. So it's actually a good customer that is got declined. So that's also very bad. So. 
So it's, it's a mission critical uh, real-time use case. And uh, if I, I, 10 years ago, I used to work in a fraud detection company. We didn't use machine learning. It was rule-based. And it wasn't real-time. It was batch processing. So, um, and, and it's good to, to know in retrospect that you had this and this and this fraud. And, and now you can go back and try to you know, get back the money that you lost. But mm. it's much better to stop it before, it's, before you actually lose money. And this is how fraud detection evolved it's for it's not just detection it's prevention you know from fraud detection to fraud provision so that just this is just one uh, example but there is anything that is not even you know um when because of digital transformations or any any bank is also um uh, like any any uh, company that that requires digital uh, transformation so um if it's a chatbot you know, and if it's a, a recommendation, you know, product recommendation. So all these use cases uh, require AI ML. For, specifically for, for finance, there is also an area of compliance, you know, re regulatory compliance that is more effectively done with AI ML. It's not necessarily real time, but it's also gaining a momentum. I assume it's uh, over time, it will become real time because again, it's better to stop non-compliance before it actually happened then in a retrospect and say, yeah, yeah, this is the amount of non-compliance that we have. But, and, uh, you know, there is a lot, sometimes there is a pushback about AI, you know, uh, bias and um, and all kinds of things that, that you need to govern AI. And it's true, you need to govern AI. And, and I'm going to talk about it in my talk. It's actually some of the application, specifically in finance, are under the high risk application in the EU AI Act, for instance. So mm -hmm. yes, they should be monitored and governed and, 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 and I'll talk about it, how feature stores can help in my talk. But, you know, learning about this domain, I saw that also humans have bias and also humans have, have a lot of, you know, false positive and there are actually billions of dollars lost because people, good people, good customers didn't get loans when they should have gotten loans or didn't get the credit card when they should have and the transaction failed even though it was a good transaction so so i think that it's that ai can actually help in it and of course we should also make sure that there to minimize bias and all the issues that you know is more talked about today with respect to ai uh, very very true um so so the talk the challenge of deploying real real-time AI for finance and how open source can um, can help, uh, you know, w without without giving the talk away. Um, you know, I, I think you've already started to talk about the talk a little bit, but, um, but I think sometimes the most important thing with this that I've found through these interviews is, is figuring out who should be in the room, who should be listening to this talk, um, and, and kind of the, the why of why they should be there as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so you know, the, the, there are many, many uh, machine learning models uh, that data scientists develop that never make it to production. So deploying machine learning is hard, you know. Uh, deploying real-time AI, you know, in real-time is, is harder. So I would think that uh, this talk is for anyone looking to deploy real-time AI ML. Actually, feature stores are important even if you don't have a, a real-time use case, any use case, even batch, batch processing. Uh, I will uh, give the benefits of a feature store 
uh, inter, uh, related to real time and not related to real time, but I will focus more on real time uh, aspect because it's more challenging. So anyone looking to deploy real time AI, anyone who has currently a batch process, let's say fraud detection or loan, loan approval or money laundering that is now running on 40 minutes and want to go to 12 seconds or from 12 seconds to, to half a second which, or 200 milliseconds, then uh, that's really a good talk for them. Anyone who already managed to deploy a real-time AI ML use case and meets the latency require, requirements, but now that the use case is so successful, it's scaling up you know, to, to many sim simultaneous uh, predictions, uh, to, you know, to terabytes of data sets, then maybe the latency is no longer as good or maybe it is as good, but the cost, you know, it's costing an arm and a leg. And, and, and so it's not being done efficiently. So I'm going to talk about that. Uh, so I'm going to talk about, you know, the, all those challenges, but also things that are really specific uh, for the finance, you know, for, for financial services and, and, fin and fintech. So, so um, uh, things that relate to regulation and privacy and security and the EU AI Act and other similar acts regarding AI and how Future Store help in addressing these uh, challenges and concerns. And I'm going to introduce uh, two uh, open source uh, uh, Future Stores. Uh, one of them is uh, Linux Foundation uh, Future Store and, uh, and how they are deployed together with Redis, who is the, the on, for the online store, which is also open source. And uh, I'm also going to talk about and that not all open source are equal, you know, and especially for, for financial services, there are some things that uh, should look out for. And I think that not all companies uh, want um, to have open source that doesn't have any enterprise support, you know, and uh, that say they don't want to manage it themselves. They want to get a, a managed solution. Can they, you know? Or is it just there, uh, you know, for the community? If they want 24-7 support, do they have? So I'm also going to talk about those, those challenges and, and um, what, what the solutions are. Um, that's it. Hope, hope it will be fun. You know you only have 30 minutes to do all this, right? In yeah. Your talk. <laughs> so, so I am going to refer. So that's a very good point. I am going to refer at the end to a getting started tutorials really great getting started tutorials so and resources and usually in my talks i even in the, i will ask you guys in the recording uh, to put a comment of mine uh, with all the links to yes. all the resources that are going to be mentioning with the talk so you know as you said we can't cover everything in uh, in one talk yeah no but you know, then they can follow you from conference to conference wherever you're speaking and they can hear different. Yeah. different and they can yeah. also reach out to me, you know, uh, I'm yeah. going to share my email and, and, on, and uh, you know, all the social uh, uh, ways of, of uh, getting in touch, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. Right. And we'll, we'll do some of that too um, in the, the show notes for the podcast as well. So, um, um, but yeah, no, I, um, uh, I, again, I, I think for this industry and this industry is, you know, obviously, um, I, I was wondering, you know, if you had to guess, when do you think that financial services industry just in general started using um, AR, AI or, or, or ML? Or I, I mean, and also do you couple those together all the time as well? Um, you know, has it 
you know, has it been five years? Has it been 10 years? Um, has it been 20 and we just didn't know, uh, you know? So, so I think, I think that the, there is a, you know, classical machine learning, traditional machine learning. And probably that's been for some, some organization, probably years, maybe before there was such a frenzy around AI, probably more than 10 years. Um, in, in, a, in a substantial way, the way it is today, probably uh, once all those, you know, uh, digital native, all these disruptors uh, started using uh, machine learning and uh, basically taking customers away from traditional, uh, you know, banks and stuff. So I think probably uh, much more focus has been put around the uh, machine learning and not just um, the classical uh, machine learning uh, or traditional machine learning, but also deep learning. And uh, I just I was just uh, 10 days ago, I was in Berlin and I talked about how uh, even if you don't have tons of data and tons of comp uh, computing power and, you know, enormous bu budget, you still can benefit from the goodness of deep learning by using embeddings. And we just introduced a vector similarity search, which is actually something I'm not going to focus in the talk, but it's also very exciting which basically uh, lets you um, enjoy the benefits of deep learning without having tons of data and, and tons of compute. And uh, so, so I think that now probably all of this is getting much more focus, uh, not just in uh, fintech, but uh, overall, but also fintech. I, I also saw that um, AIML, I looked at your survey, you know, the... If, um, Fino survey and it said that uh, open source is one of uh, AIML is one of the top three areas that open source is heavily used in uh, in finance finance companies. Yeah, and uh, so it's cool. Um, no, well, and, and then I, I I was actually the direction I was about to go in a second um, with you know kind of what place does does open source have in AIML. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so that's a great question. So you know, I was I was looking at what is the what is the um, uh, place of open source in 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 uh, you know uh, fintech in, in finance. Uh, so um, which is a more conservative uh, you know industry relative to other industries. So yeah. AIML basically uh, we wouldn't have seen the you know the um, innovation that we see today in AIML if it wasn't for open source. So it's not only that you have open source tools and software and frameworks and libraries and pre-trained models, whatever, you know, in every aspect of machine learning from training to production and MLOps is, you know, for production, the, also, the open source is the best of breed, okay? So you usually, not always, but usually, the open source option, the open source option is the best. Okay, so uh, so it's, it's very exciting. Basically, we wouldn't have been where we are today in in AI without uh, open source. Very cool. And and, and so let's kind of lead into open source and and go away from um, from AI. Um, uh, you were telling me about a. Uh, let's talk about the power of open source and sometimes it gets called crowd you know like crowdsourcing as well too but um you know kind of talk about the the power of open source and and the models behind the, you know the open source communities 
Um, you were telling me about is make sure I get this correct, Largo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is uh, an ed tech venture that that you've been working on. Um, you want to uh, tell us about that, and then tell us kind of like the experience that that you've had as well there, and and how to how an open source community, or at least the the way of thinking like that, is is helpful as well. Yeah. So so yeah. So I was just uh, as I said the. Uh, I the first open source uh, conference that I talked was uh, at was about ten years ago, almost ten years ago. It was uh, it's August Penguin, which is the Israeli annual open source conference, uh, which is organized by Hamako, which is the open source organization in Israel. And I talked about a vision of uh, of combining principle of of open source with uh, op with education, what we call open education resources. And, uh, and creating a, a free resources for kids uh, to learn anything. And it's, uh, this vision uh, became uh, Lergo, uh, which is focused on Israel uh, for uh, you know, the Arab and Jewish communities, the Israelis in Israel. And um, it's basically the idea is that like Wikipedia, anyone can uh, create a lesson for Lergo and, so, and publish you know, a lesson on Lergo. And then anyone can... Uh, can take a lesson if all the lessons are open can take a lesson copy it you know fork it yeah and change it all right and 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 use it for the, so it's not just the lessons it's also components of the lesson so let's say this lesson has a, a video and a presentation and uh, 20 questions so you can there is also um, a repository of all the questions in all the lessons and you can just if you created a lesson with 10 questions you can go to the repository and take other 10 another 10 questions you know that you you think think are useful and you don't have to reinvent the wheel and uh, it shorters time to market and it uh, fosters innovation and creativity and today we have thousands of uh, questions you know were were created on lergo uh, we with uh, including almost 200,000 questions and it's all it's you know it's a non-profit venture no one at lergo is working full time when teachers sometimes, you know, uh, contact us, they think there is a whole organization behind Lergo. They don't know that there is, isn't a single person who's working full time on it. Nice. We would have never been able in, you know, in just a few years, create such a huge uh, content repository. It's all thanks to the community and, uh, and the contribution. And it's, it's really, it's really gratifying uh, to see it. And, and, you know, uh, it's great. It is. Is there an AI bot that is writing uh, any of the questions as, as well? So huh? not yet, not yet, but we're working <laughs> on, 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 on on cool things in that direction. So um, so I think that, you know, also let's look back to the present, to the, you know, to the talk in the conference. Yeah. I'm going to talk about uh, two awesome uh, open source feature stores, uh, which, uh, uh, you know, uh, oh, and I'm also going to show a few case studies of already a, a finance company, fintech companies using those open source feature stores for their own use cases. Mm -hmm. And so, so it's great to consume, to consume right. open source because you don't have to, to start from scratch. You can then customize it for your own needs. But I think it's also important to contribute back yep. because um, for sure, because of the special uh, compliance and regulatory uh, requirements of the fintech vertical. There are some, there will be some customization uh, that will be beneficial 
uh, you know, for the future stores. And if there was a way to contribute back, uh, I think it would be great, you know, for the whole community. And uh, that's it. That's all I have to say. No, that, I, I appreciate that. And, and I'm kind of glad you went back that direction, too, because I was going to ask you, not, like, some of the learnings that you've had from from the work that you've done with Largo, like, you know, get, can you associate that back with what you're, you know, what you'd like to see within financial services? But I, I think you were going that direction anyway. So that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so good, good. Sometimes I, the, the host doesn't even have to answer, ask the question. It's already <laughs> there. So thank you for that. That's that's awesome. Um, so so, yeah, let, let, let's leave it there. And um, uh and let, let's see if that piques some interest um, in the talk as well. And, and um, but, but Nav, I, I really appreciate you. Um, let's see, what is it, 7 p.m. there, um, just after 7? Um, I, I appreciate you uh, hanging out with me today um, and uh, looking forward to meeting you in person in, in just over a week now. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, come and listen and see Nava talk. Um, again, uh, uh, the challenge of deploying real-time AI for finance, uh, how open source can help. And um, uh, I, I, I think you're probably going to be entertained and informed by the time you leave this talk as well, is, is what I'm getting from from talking to you, Neva. So I uh, appreciate you speaking, but I appreciate your uh, time today as well. Yeah, I look forward you know, to meeting you and everyone else in person and listening to the other talks, I looked at the schedule and it looks great. Thank you. So I'm really looking forward uh, uh, to coming uh, to London. Uh, it's always to great to see London and uh, especially to meet like-minded people. So that's great. That sounds great. All right. Well, um, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll post information about Nava and um, and Redis, and um, I'll make sure that I get a link too for Largo as well uh, to put in the show notes. Um, July 13th, OSFF in London, um, but also get involved, you know, with Finos um, through LinkedIn, Twitter, our website, um, our Slack channels through the community as well. Um, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, good day, good night, wherever you are. Mm -hmm.